Hello, and welcome back to the Brain Power Podcast. My name is Maxwell Hand, and I am your host. For all of those first-time listeners to the show, welcome aboard. We like to have a little fun along the way, and most importantly, learn something new every day. So, there has been a lot going on at our clinic over the past couple of months. And in case you're new, our clinic is called Brainstem Centers. We are a brain health clinic that focuses in the therapeutic uses of TMS or transcranial magnetic stimulation. Now, lots going on at our clinic. There hasn't been too much time for me to be on top of my episodes, so I wanted to throw out an apology for all those dedicated listeners who were just waiting in anticipation for the next installment. Wait no further, today is your lucky day. I have a fun new topic I wanted to cover, and at the end of the episode, I will be talking about some of the new changes happening at Brainstem Centers and what you can expect in the new year. So let's get right into it. This episode is going to be all about neuroplasticity or brain plasticity. This topic is something worth your time because it is something that all of our brains do every day, and yet we are somehow blindly unaware of it. I'm going to be talking about it in the way that my brain kind of understands it and breaks it down. I like to break it into two parts, Um, kind of the main areas we see neuroplasticity in action. The first instance of this cool phenomenon is called growth and learning, and the second instance involves recovery and injury. So I'm going to start off on the growth and learning part. Um, I want to start with what neuroplasticity really means. So, it is our brain's ability of creating new connections and learning new things or rearranging our current connections to optimize or account for injury. It's kind of comparable to how our brains and how our muscles will grow over time when we're active and work out. Our brain is constantly growing and learning more things and we got to accommodate this and all this information somehow. So, our brain creates these new pathways and shortcuts for easier access and storage. Now, this could be in the form of a new neuron, of new connections, or of a shorter, more efficient connection. Two of these processes that really capture neuroplasticity are neurogenesis and synaptogenesis. The growth of new cells in your brain, called neurons, that's going to be neurogenesis, and the growth of how many connections each of these neurons has is called synaptogenesis. And these connections that they have are referred to as synapses. Synapses refer to basically how many times this neuron can talk to that neuron and the number of connections they each have. Now, you can think of a neuron as a tree and the synapses as the ends of the branches. The more branches that are available for the tree, the more chances the tree to produce leaves and the more ways it can really collect resources. Um, By no means am I trying to make this a simple topic. It is definitely a complicated one that I myself will definitely be learning more about in the future. So this is definitely a short summary of how everything works. That about kind of covers the most part of growth and learning. Basically, it explains how we're able to go from being a one-year-old toddler with minimal brain function to a fully-fledged 18 to late 20 um, adult and how we're able to speak and communicate and all this crazy stuff that we just kind of take granted every day. All right, folks, let's move on to the second part, recovery and injury. This is kind of where it relates to transcranial magnetic stimulation or what we do at our clinic. When our brains encounter kind of extreme trauma or injury, when you bump your head really hard, experience traumatic brain injury or a concussion, there is a chance that we kind of experience some level of cell death. Now, cell death in the brain is a very serious concept because we're not able to heal the brain how you would normally think of healing. 
once a certain part of your brain stops working, um, some of the cells that they die off or they lose some blood, there is really no chance of turning it back on. So instead of pairing the areas of the brain that experience the trauma or the injury, the brain has this really awesome way of adapting local connections and taking on the responsibility of those that were damaged. Okay, folks, so I love words, and I think this is a really cool opportunity to break down this concept into the smaller parts of what the word means and figure out what it's referring to. Breaking down the word neuroplasticity, we get neuro, which refers to our brain and the neurons in it, or the cells, and then plasticity, which can kind of be thought of as plastic. And we can think about something that is plastic as being able to be remolded and molded countless times. So these neurons that are lost cannot be repaired per se, but the information that they held and the connections that they had can be rerouted. And this is in order to regain some or all of the lost functions. Um, a really cool example and a really cool psychological case study was on this guy in the 1800s called Phineas Gage. I'm sure plenty of you have heard of his name. Um, he was a railway worker and had an unfortunate accident in the rail yard, um, there was a little bit of an explosion and he got a pretty large metal rod um, in his left eye. And that ended up destroying part of his left frontal lobe. Miraculously enough, he never lost consciousness. He just was rushed to the hospital. And after his physical injuries healed, that took a long time, they noticed that he wasn't the same person. His personality and his emotions had completely changed. Also, his ability to plan and follow through with plans suffered extremely. And as unfortunate as the accident was, it was a great experience in understanding how the different parts of the brain correlate with the different functions and emotions we experience. Now, he was never the same person, but after a few years, they noticed that he was able to gain back some of the personality and ability to plan that he had lost. And I think this is an amazing story because even when this man had lost part of his brain, something that's so vital to this one function, he still was able to regain a lot of that functionality because the brain's ability to reroute these connections and to kind of overcome losing a huge chunk of cells. And that's the idea of neuroplasticity, that our brain is tough and it could be molded and remolded countless times. All you got to do is put the effort in and that I think it's a big part of what therapy is. So regarding how TMS fits into all this, so far I've given you a lot of stuff. Take a nice deep breath with me. We are coming up to the new year, very exciting stuff. And if you are looking to learn more about our clinic or TMS, definitely check us out at www.brainstemcenters.com. All the information that's gonna be at our clinic or on TMS and this topic especially is gonna be on there for you to peruse. Okay, going back into this wonderful adventure we're on. Now, one of the reasons that TMS works is because we can actually artificially induce a form of neuroplasticity with the repetitive electromagnetic waves. We can influence new growth and enhancement of current connections, as well as nudge your brain in the right direction in the case of traumatic brain injury or concussive brain disorder. Now, that was a lot to handle. That was about all I wanted to talk about with neuroplasticity and how it kind of relates and works on the brain. Um, the final thing I want to discuss before I bid you a fair day is that there are a lot of things happening at our clinic. And if you made it this far, you must be really interested. So 
as the field of neuromodulation and the field of neuroscience and kind of all the stuff we do here grows, we want to try to grow with it. We want to be learning every day, just like you're learning through this podcast. I am trying to learn and do my best to keep up to date with everything coming out. This is a really cool field because there's constantly studies being done that bring light to new areas that we haven't really understood yet. With all the new growth happening in this field, we decided to bring in a new chair to the Valencia office. And it's a little bit different from my current one. It's more suitable for children and the treatment of patients who are not able to sit still for 20 plus minutes. This new chair does not require an MRI. And we are currently working on some training on this new machine. We don't have it available just yet, but there will definitely be updates coming out in the new year when it's available for treatment. This chair will help us treat a broader range of patients and it's specifically known for treating kids and adults with autism on the autism spectrum disorder. All that information and how it compares to our current technology will be in a future podcast. And that about wraps it up. I'm sad to say that this is the end of today's adventure. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and I hope that each and every one of you is taking the time to learn something new every day. Have a wonderful new year and I'll see everyone on the next installment of the Brain Power Podcast.